This is Project WWWN, hosted by Isaac Davenport and Gary Hamrick Jr. Project WWWN is an exploration into the character development, world building, and game settings that go into developing the best possible creative superstars for current and future wrestling games. Hello to our listeners on Project WWWN. This is Isaac Davenport, and I wanted to take the time to introduce a new segment that we are calling Dynasties in Progress. This is the first episode with our Dynasties in Progress model, where we are talking with the promoters, bookers, and pretty much the behind the scenes workers that make your favorite digital wrestling promotions work. Thank you for your support so far. We hope to have more great podcasts bi-weekly coming up over the next few months. Thank you for your listening. Keep checking us out and enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project WWWN, and we are here sitting with the man, the myth, the legend, Luke Luger, who is renowned in the world of call for many, many, many things. But most importantly, and probably the thing that is a claim to fame and a big feather in his cap right now is UFN or Ultimate Fight Night Federation. And what is that, that? And that <laughs> is what we have brought Luke in to kind of talk about. Now, if you are interested in Luke and everything that he is doing over there you can check out the twitch handle double o int that is capital double o e n t on twitch that is the home twitch channel of ultimate fight night ufn federation so luke start us out tell us just a little bit about yourself and how people might know you in the greater call community. Well, I spent a lot of time in different companies going back and forth, um, just doing my thing. Like with me, it was always fighting. I always wanted to see my, my guy get in there and rip people apart. And it was a learning curve. So instead of staying in one spot, I decided to go every spot, every spot I could go into and absorb everything that I could learn about the community, about its owners, about who's who. And, you know, that was the thing back then. And God, excuse me, got this weird club. But uh, yeah, it was about a learning thing. And because for you to master anything that you do, you have to experience a lot of it in different forms. So I looked at this and I said, well, you know, I do want to be the best if not one of the best so get in there really get in there get into different promotions 
get into the popular ones, the unpopular ones, the ones with the guys that are even blacklisted. Fuck it. You know, just get in there and learn. And I didn't do it off of popularity. I just did it off of a learning thing. And by doing that, I was able to expand my knowledge on the game and the promotion. Promotion now, aspect. you mentioned you mentioned that it has been a couple of years at least. Uh, ex- uh, do you know how how long off the top of your head that you have been involved with the various call promotions? I would say five to six years now. Wow, that that is basically as long as the bigger a lot of the bigger vids have been around. That's mm-hmm. that's really deep. We only started around 2017 yeah. with any seriousness. Yeah, with, with any kind uh, of plan going forward beyond just like anything yeah. like fun with uh, Worldwide Wrestling Network and getting other mm-hmm. people involved. So now you mentioned that you spent a lot of time in different promotions. And so the... UFN is a pretty unique spot. It does a lot of things a little bit differently. So what led to the creation of your UFN Ultimate Fight Night promotion? And what qualities did you purposely put into it and craft of it to make it unique? Well, fun thing is that, fun fact, this was a spoof company. Me and my friend got together, and he saw, that, he saw what I was doing, and he laughed. He said, you know what? Let's come up with our own company. And I said, oh, oh, okay. So we got together on YouTube, and we made our own company. And it was called UFN Ultimate Fight Night Federation. But it was, a, it was regular one, two, three pin submission. And we, we made our own characters. And it was a spoof at first. You know, we was just having a good time. But people started coming in and, you know, one, two, three people. I mean, we had Hunter Quinn. We had a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I recognize um, that name. Yeah. yeah we, you know, he, we had Josh Omega. Oh, my God. Oliver, Oliver Windsor. You know, a lot of great guys. Like, T, what's his name? JT Fury. You know, I, just. I a, know that name. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they were here. Greeley Steele. Fun fact, it was funny because Greeley Steel, I think he was, no, it was a Hunter Steel too. I don't know if he's still around, but he was a tag team with Oliver Windsor in the day. It was so funny. But, you know, we've had these guys and they came in and, you know, we had our own EFED. But literally, it started off as a spoof. It started off as a joke. Now, my friend, he walked away from it and no longer with us. But he walked away from it, and I had all this UFN stuff. So I'm like, "What the hell am I gonna do with this this stuff? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't all, all these like, logos, all the all logos. Stuff. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> I'm I'm an MMA guy. You know, I'm not like know the names and dates or anything, but I just like a good fight. So I, I took vote on that about. I like MMA, but I I only know a handful of fighters by name. Yeah. And a couple of those I know personally. Oh, so, that's g- great. Great. That's another story for another time. So uh, it may be the, I, I would put the greed in me. You know, I, I saw what other people would not allow. 
because I've been mm-hmm. around now. You know, I saw what people won't allow. I saw people saying this rule and that rule. And, you know, you have all these array of rules, right? And I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to put any rules on me. <laughs> I'm not going to put any rules on me. And instead of having pins, let's take that out of the equation and make it out of a real fight. Because you have all these tough guys. I've been around for a while, and I've heard some real, real tough promos, some real tough guy promos. And you sit there, and you're like, I wonder how you would fare off in a fight. Just a drag-out fight. You know what I mean? Like, you just sit there and listen to this tough guy go off at you. Like, I'll kick your ass. Some of them threaten to kill you. Some of them threaten the wildest threats. I've heard a, I've heard a few of those, and I'm not even thinking of stuff off a of wrestling promotion. <laughs> yeah. I I will uh, I've got a story for you off air later. <laughs> I bet I could imagine. But you sit there, uh, <laughs> and you sit there, and you hear this guy go off. And in the back of my mind, I was like, I wonder if this guy could could really handle a real fight. A real fight, you don't have pins. A real fight, they don't have where you touch the rope and you get let go. A real fight isn't fair. It's not fair at all. It's what you know and how you handle it. Yep. So that's how I treat UFN. It's what you know and how much you could handle. It's the place of, it's literally the home of violence, violence, and more violence. And I said it. And it sounded so good to me. And I said, you know what? Let's go. Let's just take off with this. And to my surprise, because I didn't think people would go for it at first. I'm like, people are so comfortable with the rules, you know. They 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 see this and they'll get intimidated. Nah. You got a good number of people that were like, you know what? I want to try that. That sounds yep. like that sounds fucking cool. Because it it comes down a lot of times to just off the bat setting off a level of uniqueness. And by literally going, taking one of those major rules that, excuse me, that most feds use, that default wrestling one, two, three pin, and you're already taking that card out of the deck. It makes it a different level of interesting, especially when you're kind of pulling in your your personal interest in in MMA. So, Mm -hmm. what what do you? Who would you rank? Just we're we're gonna go off track just a little bit. Who would you rank, or what places would you say influence kind of UFN the most? Like, would it be Uh, UFC or anything else what what's what would be that kind of background on your influence into the promotion that saw mm. made you gravitate to that ufc and then underground cage fighting because the character luke luger he did underground cage fighting in brooklyn that was his makeup like that's where he came from fighting in basements and fighting in alleyways and fighting in these big big electrical cages where you put two guys in and you just got to rip the other guy apart. 
fighting in an empty barn that has uh, like l- literal ropes to mark off yeah. the at the fair like, area. Yeah, that's that's Luke Luger. He didn't yeah. come from he, he, the character itself had to adjust his thinking to pin you because in his mind rip this guy's head off right you pin not, one two three no let's not, rip this guy's head off <laughs> like, not, yeah rip this guy's head off knock this guy out clean up the blood with a mop we're done exactly yeah. so when you or take call, or, or for that matter call in the crime scene unit to clean up the blood yeah you know <laughs> it's it, it, it's one of those things where all right if luke luger is going to be the owner of ufn right then he's gonna put everything that he has dealt with in his life he's gonna pour it into this monster he's created as as he should (laughs) and for i mean mean, i've never seen any promotion do it you know i've seen a few people and this was after the fact and i'm not saying that they didn't do it before but they'd have a match and it was either knockout or submission. It was ne- it, or it was never both. Right. So I had somebody sit tell tell me one time like, "You're the only guy doing this, and and actually and, making and it a success it on, and doing it on a regular basis." Why not? No, but I'm saying especially doing it on a regular <clears throat> basis because yeah. you know it's what you just said. You have people who oh they might do it as a you know a match to end a feud. But not as a, you know, week in, week out, this is our match card. Yeah. And, you know, and and it's kind of weird because it went from that to really exploring and pushing the limits of this game. Right. And I don't think people do. I think people are scared that they want to keep everything fair, that they don't have enough oomph to just say, hey, you know what? Let's do everything. I don't even care if it's fair. Let's do everything. Let's push this to the limit. And yeah, the match may be goofy. It might be even broken. But I'm trusting these two people that are in my Fed to understand what this is about. It's about putting on something that no one's ever seen before. It's an, it's, it's it's like, wow, okay, no Fed has... I've never seen a Fed that did... A eight man bloodbath, a bloodbath match. Who the hell does that? At, and we can talk about that when we talk about some of your your different matches that you do yeah. in your uh, in your game. So bringing all of this in, knowing that like this UFN started as this kind of spoof and it's evolved into this almost pit fighter UFC meets wrestling. Who who's your backstage team? Who are the people that are helping you make this current product work when it comes to taking it from idea to what people are seeing on Double O Int, like on that Twitch well, channel? Well, it's kind of funny, and I I I have let me see one person, and that's Dr- Dragon Ross. You know, that guy's spectacular with all the graphics that he does. <clears throat> For any um, HOP logo that's you see animated, he did it. You know, I gave him the idea, I gave him the rough draft, but he put his magic touch on that. Everything else, 
I could safely say it's been me. It's been a one man show. You know, so, ideas, ideas now, I, I have an open door policy. So when somebody's part of my roster, right, and they want to do something, I have an open door policy. Come, let me hear, let me hear what you want to do. And nine times out of 10, I let them do it. Like, okay, go ahead, go for it. Right, because it'll either succeed and it'll be like, that was awesome, or it will fall apart. And, and we'll try like, again. And we might try it again with a, with, a, with a different tweak, with a different setting. But, I mean, yeah, totally. Totally mm-hmm. on board with that. Because you got to understand, like, I've been in places where they you, you hear, no, that's not going to work. Or, no, I, I don't want you to do that. Or, no, this is not the time for that. Or and, simply a, I don't understand that. Could you come up with something else? Yeah, after a while, that kills the momentum of somebody. Mm-hmm. It and kills... the creativity. And the creativity. Yeah. Of... And the creativity. And I'll be honest, I, I was not a creative guy when I got in. Not at all. I just wanted to see my guy fight. Right. So being this long in the business, there was ideas that I wanted to push. And it was like pulling teeth. And after a while, I told myself, I said, if I ever run a Fed, I'm going to be open to everyone's ideas. And I'm going to try my I'm best. Sure, I'm sure is appreciated. And if it's not, they're lost. It's, it's complicated. Because <laughs> if, yeah, yeah. Because if you stay, I will say this. They want you to, to be on their platform, right? Right. They want you to promo, right? Right. They want you to bring their idea to life. After a while, that gets old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a relationship. Yep. It's a give or take. Well, and after a while, your platform isn't good enough. Here's the thing. It's also improv. It's also improv. Yeah. You can sit there and be given a prompt, mm-hmm. but if the other person you're in the scene with is not giving, then that that provides you with less to give. Well, if if you and I were an improv scene and Isaac gave mm-hmm. us a prompt, yeah, and and I'm you're you're busting your ass to give, you know, to make this scene the best it can be, and I'm sitting here, you know him hawing mm-hmm. you know barely giving anything more than a one-liner here or there it's you know it's not we're not talking abbott costello who's yeah. on first we're talking you know yeah okay i'm gonna kick your ass okay, <laughs> what, what else okay. are you gonna do what else are you gonna do if there's no, no yes and if there's no, no addition yeah. to that now exactly. it becomes blue. and what yeah exactly <clears throat> Now I've, I've myself, I myself have been, has done that, and you know why? Because it fit the character. Well, yeah, yeah it fits you know, the character, and and that's different. <clears throat> if it fits the character, it that's that's a different story. Because after but a while, after a while, know. you got to understand this, right? You're a badass. Yep. You exactly. are, and not every, and it cracks me up because everyone wants to be a badass. But not every but, character's a badass. No. Right. 
So well, you gotta yeah. you gotta make your your guy. If you're a badass, you gotta make your guy that guy. You have to come out with different things. I had a match with so I won't name drop. Big match, huge match, right? And this guy's promoing every single time. Uh. I said nothing. <laughs> I gave nothing. And when when the match happened, I beat his ass all over that <laughs> ring. You let the AI do the talking. <laughs> and literally, the next promo, I said, is that what you got? So I could have gone to Ricky Lake and got the same reaction, right? Oh, I could have yeah. gone, gone to any talk show. Because well, guess what? I'm not here to talk. I was never here to talk. Exactly. You guys make me talk. I get annoyed talking. But you see what I did? I enjoy that. Right. That's what I do. Don't put me. Don't put. I literally told him, "Don't ever put him against me again, or you're going to be carrying him out in an ambulance." Was, it was. A, it was insane. That's exactly what you should have done, especially you know from what you're telling us about the Luke Luger character. And, but, and you know, it's. I know. I know guys in the actual wrestling business. Again, I'm not going to name drop, but mm-hmm. Isaac knows who I'm talking about here. Who the entire time he was at his the wrestling training school he went through, he was talking shit day in and day out. Yeah. The, the fucker never got out of the wrestling school. He flunked you out. Need of have- Here's the thing, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta show, you gotta show, and then when you got somebody who's showing that much between the car and himself there are people in this community that are stars yeah and they don't and the community i feel don't appreciate them enough you got guys that car is like them and when they talk that car goes to work and it's it's like magic because it's like this guy could get on this mic and tell you, I'm going to victimize the shit out of you. See, and the car does it. Exactly. And, the, and, the, and you're looking at the match like, oh, my God. I've been around long enough to know these people. I've been around long enough to be one of these people, to be in that class. So it's a it's 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 how can i put this in any way you want man yeah it's one of those things that you just i appreciate being part of so much guys like al bundles guys like liam mercer guys like seth brought guys that there's no question in your head that these guys know what they're doing Mm They've been pro- it's proven day in, day out, time and time again that if this guy steps in the ring, you're gonna have a f- amazing match. MC Adams, you could put him against anybody, and he shows up, shows out, and leaves. Right. 
and and I would say the same thing with some uh, character that's uh, not to get into character breakdown, but I would say the same thing with a guy like Wavy's character, Mike Angel. Oh, yeah, Mike uh, Angel. Mike, Mike has gone through so many different personas, but he's owned all of them. Yes. And and not only that, but just does a great job making the character oh. that he it making yeah. the call mm-hmm. that we see on screen match what he's attempting to say in his promo. And like you said, I mean, when the sync works and the car is working, it's a mm. magical thing. Now, I want to uh, circle I, back I, to something. I want to flip the switch on something here, too. What's up? Okay, yeah, both, go ahead. Similar. So now, okay, you mentioned a few names just then, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and you've talked about what you're looking to do with your promotion. Yeah. Okay. And and those talent aside for a moment, and and I I say that with all due respect to them. Yeah. In general terms, what do you look for in terms of talent and roster? Um. Uh, you know, do do you have any particular things you require? I require. I'm very lax, because I'm a realist. I know people are not gonna watch the whole stream. I'm lucky if they do, you know, I know people are going to look for their match or their friends matches, which is fine. I look for the guy that's able to summarize what's going on, that can digest what's going on, understand the rules, not all of them, but some. And effectively use it for what he wants. UFN is about what you want out of it. I created a place where I don't tell you what to do with your career. I tell you what titles you you know what is available to you, but I don't tell you what to do with your career. Your career is in your hands. You do what you want to do. If you want to get on Twitter and te- call out Seth Broad, go ahead. Your funeral, yeah. Go, yeah, like, go ahead. And that's the magic. Right. That's the magic. You don't have to wait for me to okay anything. It's up to that guy to accept your challenge. You know, one of the things I've heard was that I'm too lax, but that's the magic here. So I'm looking for a talent. I'm looking for a talent that could promote himself don't you can promote me that's fantastic i'm happy with that but promote who you are and what you do in that cage promote who you are and what you can do that's it so now one thing that you just said uh, and you said cage so i think this would be an opportunity to talk about what makes UFN unique compared to some of the other digital wrestling programs that are out there? What what are those, what are those things that are worth mentioning? Well, I don't... <laughs> That's a good question. 
I don't tell you what to do. You build your career. Excuse me. And we promote the talent before we promote the product. So what do you, when you mention the cage, your the rules cage, set up. Your the cage, set up. everything. And I think this is special. One-on-one -on -one matches. You get to have one-on-one -on -one matches. You know how special that is? A lot of times you have these promotions and they have these big rosters, right? And, and they're trying to fit they're trying to fit everybody into the show. Right, right. And they have to put on these multi-man matches. And you're sitting there and you're like, well shit, I could have won that match. I could beat this guy if it was a one-on-one. -on -one. Right. This guy and got lucky. He got lucky. Let's let's be honest. I've been this guy four or five times. He got a pin on me. Why? Because the other oh, guy was helping. Yeah. Other guy was helping. Pinfalls were allowed. I mean. And and let's be honest now. Let's be honest with ourselves. How many times have that guy bragged about whooping your ass? Oh, I whooped your ass. And you're like, no, you didn't. You didn't. You got a three count on me. You got help from the other guy. Yeah. Right. Not I mean, here. Not here. When somebody says they whoop your ass. That means he really whooped your ass. Like, no, he whooped your ass. Like, you were in a cage with him, and he whooped your ass. You know how much of an ego boost that is? Think about it. Nothing prevented you from beating the living daylights out of this guy that was talking shit. Think about, think about the mentality of that. It's fantastic. And you're showcasing you. You got to be in a match, one-on-one. -on -one. Now it's very rare. Sometimes we might throw a triple, a triple threat here and there. Maybe a fatal four-way, you know, when we, when we need to find a number one competitor. A number one, you know, but a number one contender. But no, that really comes down to storytelling and moving things forward. And that's another thing. Yeah. That's another thing. We we rarely do story. Right. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. This is fighting. This is not a story based place. This is about so, me. This is about this is about the story though. Yeah. Sometimes this is that's that's I like I like that. Sometimes the fight is a story. Cause because you have to absorb it really puts your mental at work. You have to sit there and you have to absorb the fight. You have to absorb everything that went on in that match and you have to either capitalize it or eat humble pie. People don't know this, but at the end of every match, right? It's a little secret and I'm sharing with you now because quite frankly, Luke Luger's about to retire so he don't need to deal with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in my matches when I had I would see people either fall to their knee, and, that, and it's the animation in the game now. Yeah, right. They're exhausted. They're bleeding out of their face. You know when somebody beat me, but they were like that. You know what I used to say? You fucking survived, dude. 
don't come in here running your mouth. And for the record, it shows. Think about that. Think about the psychology I like, I like behind that. that. I like that. You survived. Your face got I, – I, I use this line, and I used to say, your face looked like a cherry pie. Are you kidding me? And they'd be like – they'd be stunned, like, what do you mean? I beat your ass. No, you survived, dude. You survived. One more finisher, and you would have been out like a light. And so, that's just because of what? That's op observing what takes place in that right. ring. Right. So a lot of people uh, don't do that. And, and again, and but again, it goes back to what I said. The there there is a form of storytelling. Yeah. There in that fight. And I, you have I, to be, you have to be. Yeah. Attentive. Absolutely. You have to pay attention to your match. Well, and, a lot and, of times, a lot of times when I was coming up. All they cared about was the finish. All they cared about was the win. The winner. Oh, I, beat you. I beat you. I beat you. I beat you. And I, I'm going to throw something else out, though. I, I literally, I cannot drop, drop names on this because I've already called enough heat on this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with both the parties involved. I'll, if you want to know, I'll tell you all fair. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, but I know you. I know a fight that happened. Mm -hmm. In Strike Force, mm -hmm. I'll tell you where it happened. In Strike yep. Force, where going into that fight, one of the competitors did not take the other seriously because it was that fighter's first, mm -hmm. I think it was their first professional fight. Mm -hmm. they, had, they were undefeated as an amateur. This was their first professional fight. Yeah. They lost the fight. That that person lost the fight that did not take their opponent seriously. Okay. Good. Now, not only was this person undefeated as an amateur, but they had a background in the Olympics. Mm. Okay. That fighter was not taken seriously. The person that was saying, Oh, this is gonna you know, this is this is a you know, different than an amateur thing. Yeah. Yeah. Funny you mentioned cakewalk. But listen, when I got it, in, it, right? It changed the it changed the course of that fighter's career when that loss happened. When I got in, right? Check this out. I got in and people was like, This guy is gonna be an easy kill. Right? Right. And I think we all went through this is that we now learn in the game, we know what's what, this, that, and the third. Right. I've had people admit, I'm not going to drop, drop names, but I had people admit that the company just wanted them to win. The company, dude, your cause possessed. I've heard this. You win. You learn. You win. You become lethal in that ring. And it's all what you learn. So <clears throat> to, to, to create a cause, to learn as much as you could learn and to get in there and be a savage. That's the goal. And I think everybody could agree with that. It's intimidating and it tells a story and it builds up names. That's the what the business is based right. off of. Now, so because you are not doing a lot of story-based stuff, 
you would say that your promotion is AI versus AI, right? Yes. Okay. Now, so with that being said, you do something a little bit different than some other feds that I've been a part of. You have a, a tier system. You've got uh, different overalls. So what is that overall setup with the with your system? Like, how well, do you do it? What's the thought process? Well, the thought process back in the day, you came in and there was three. There was three overalls. I think we had an eighty-five, a ninety, and a ninety-four. And throughout the years, we got rid of that. Well, I got rid of it, <laughs> and I said ninety. I, I said ninety-four and ninety-eight. Ninety-eight shows appreciation to the people that have been there for two years. If you've been in UFN for two years. You get a legend status, and you get a ninety-eight, and that's it. You know, that's my that's my way of saying thank you for being here and thank you for contributing to my platform. And it also basically, in a way, gives newcomers something to strive to look for. forward to. Yeah. Now I've I've gotten the whole it's unfair. See, <laughs> I 100% disagree with that because Gary and I can tell a story yeah. using we can tell a few stories using our using our WWE calculator. Not making this about us, but mm -hmm. when we create characters, we build them based on if they're going to be used as far as our personal characters, the ones that that we populate, kind of let our guests kind of run through and and wrestle the ones that we populate even ones, in or even the ones we send to other promotions honestly yeah. the ones that we populate in we build at like four different levels we've got enhancement talent lower mid card upper mid card mm -hmm. uh, and then main event status and so we as we, when we were trying to figure stuff out we were mm -hmm. building our enhancement talents at 60. We wanted them to be basic, like that we wanted, that meant that they were going to, if you looked at the stats of the guest characters coming in who were set at an 85 overall, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. They had a full 20 points over them. Yeah. But where, though, where the attribute points are put make all the difference. Oh, all of it all of it and, and that's why it doesn't matter what the overall is if you've got someone who's smart to what goes where and is building based on how the game works now here's my thing right it's so good to go around and learn but you see ufn is like a different world i've had got i've all right perfect example jada storm we all know we Jada. All know. Oh yeah, we all know Jada. Yeah. Jada was supposed to do some work with us, but like we, it, everything kind of folded before we do it. We yeah. want to get her back in. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. well they, things didn't go as planned. And yeah, it it, it wasn't a, it wasn't anybody's problem. It was just kind of a it was a come uh, apart uh, almost. Yeah. But I don't care what anybody says. She's great to work with. Oh yeah. You just, yeah. You, you just got to know how to work with her. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the things that, you know, you're just a promoter. You just got to know your talent 
as an individual and just see them for what they could bring to the table and appreciate it. Yep. Now, Jada Storm came into UFN and got destroyed. And we are talking about when she was when she was on her high. Yeah, she where she was like champion and in the championship run for not just one fed but like several. Like like We're talking about destroying belt collecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tearing up the damn well trails. She got to UFN and was beaten brutally. And she kept getting beaten. And she's like, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's a different beast. It's a different rules. The whole th- it's a different monster altogether. Mm-hmm. Different way to set your move set. Different impact. Different all around. And she had to learn it. She learned it. A little help from me, you know, because I'm like this. If you are willing to put out the work and learn this shit, I will. I don't have a problem helping. I'll be honest. I will say this on the record. A lot of times these promotions will not help you. They will let you drown and they will choose, you know. I've I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah, Yeah. me. I look at the person. If this person promotes their match, if this person promotes the company, if this person brings something to the table, okay. Let's see. Let's see what what's going on. I've done it time and time again. And now uh, some people, some people, come in here and they just know. They just know what to do. Liam Mercer knew exactly what to do, how to do it, and just went through my whole roster like a hot knife through butter. It was nuts. Well, Liam's been building a long time. Yeah, I mean. He has the he has the background. He has the background. He knows what yep. he's doing. And if you know what you're doing, and if you have the background, because I'm sure he has a, has a KO submission in his own game. Yep. Then guess what? He's gonna come in here, light this place up, and get what he could get out of it. And that's what people don't understand. You come here to learn. To get acquainted, to get to adapt, and to light this place up in your image. I don't hold nothing back here. So, so know, that's, that's what it is. I want to circle back, back to one of the things that you talked about. Uh, one of the things that you said is you wanted to kind of pull in things that were missing from other feds. And so. Mm. What were those things that you think were missing, and how did that influence your standard rules for Ultimate Fight Night's matches? Opportunity and just to cut cut loose. Cut loose. You know, the rule—it's it, funny, it's funny you mention that. The rules that I have, right? KO and submission, right? You have some moves in this game that if you do them, like the paybacks, if you do them, it is a one-shot deal. 
You get mm-hmm. the pin. You 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 get the pin. One, two, three. You win. Yeah. Not with KO submission. You see what I'm saying? When yep. you change the rules of the game, you change everything. Oh yeah, and yeah, one hundred percent. So when I said that, you know, I want to do something completely different, it's all opportunity based, and it's all what you make of it. Here, you see, you're like Michael Maverick comes into UFN, right? Hypothetically, right. he says nothing. Nothing. He's just here. He's not going to get anything. Right. Because you're not saying anything. Closed mouths don't get fed. Right. Start a feud. Go after somebody. Talk shit. And that's where the story is. Yep. The story is what you put into it. I'm not going to come to you. I mean, well, I'm not going to lie. There are some people that I've come to and I said, hey, you know, I want to run this idea by you. I want you to go after this guy. And I'll give you a logical reason why, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work out in your favor. Sometimes it, it does, but at least you got to do something. Right. You got involved. You got involved. I'll take someone else in, in example. Brian Stiles, that guy is amazing. Brian Stiles is one of the best, if not, the best guys to work with. And I'll tell you why. So easy going. So easy going. You come at Brian and say, hey, you know, Brian, I think you should do this. Well, why do you think I should do that? Well, I think this will work out well for you. Dude, he will sell it. He will sell the shit out of your suggestion your idea and even if he loses he loses with a smile on his face right because he was doing something yeah just because he was in something and he had the opportunity of making of making your product shine and he went into it full faced I'm going to try to do this as best as I can. Now, yeah, he's and, come to and, me. He's come to me with ideas. He's come to me with ideas. And yeah. guess what? I never. Let's go. Let's go. Brian Style come to me. Me with an idea. Let's go. You know why? Because I built. You know, that trust with him. He's able to work. It's fantastic. And that's what I look for. You know, just going back to what you asked, that's, you know, yeah. Somebody, but yeah. someone who's going to say, you know, what can we do to benefit each other? Yeah. You know, what can I, what can you do to benefit me? What can I, you know, do to help you out? Because it is a two-way street. It is, it is. At, when least, I was... at least, you know, for 95% of the promotions out there, rather we're talking digital or real-world wrestling promotions. Yeah, it's a two-way street. But you see the thing, the problem that people don't understand is that it isn't about them. The the promoter has to work with both of you. Exactly. Exactly. And he has to sit here, right? And pick somebody that's going to come out. 
Now the game is going to give you a winner or a loser. Game is going to give you a winner or a loser. I was going to say, listen, motor is actively but, trying to. No, 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 no. Here, here's the but now. Yeah. And I said this to somebody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the game put out there. It's the promoter. Right. That sells it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You could get a win. You could get a freaking. You could destroy somebody. But if the promoter promotes you to be a piece of crap, you're a piece of crap. Well, and and the promoter promotes you to be a, cr- a piece of crap. Who? Oh yeah, he just he got a lucky win over this person. Not only that, the guy look, the guy's a piece of crap. He's been a piece of crap. The only reason why he's winning is because he's be, he's a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the yeah. only reason why. Look at that. Look at him. Look at this guy in the ring. Oh, which one? Hacksaw was a nickname of this guy that didn't that yeah. that didn't and make it. He washed out in wrestling in wrestling training. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that and like, we call him Hacksaw because that was because what the rest they, of the wrestlers yeah, nicknamed they, yeah, him. The rest of the trainees nicknamed him Hacksaw <laughs> because. Oh my goodness. Because they thought he was dumber than Hacksaw Jim Duggan's wrestling character oh, was portrayed. Oh my goodness. Okay. Truth be told, my personal opinion, the guy wasn't far off from being dumber than. Jim Duggan is a Rhodes Scholar compared to this guy. Oh my the per- god. The persona Jim Duggan. I'm sure that Jim Duggan... <laughs> Well, I'm, well, oh I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say Jim Duggan, the guy, Road Scholar, compared to this guy. <laughs> Jared, we, no, no, hold on, hold on. The character that Jim Duggan portrayed, portrayed Ivy League doctorate. <laughs> oh my God! Guy. Seriously, that is amazing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that no, is I'm amazing. Say, I, I will, I, I will tell you that full story off air. Because there's some things I I cannot repeat on air. Oh my gosh! Now, so with your standard <laughs> rules being these, what would some people would think of as specialty match rules? This KO submission based. Now, do all of your matches take place in a cage of some kind? Yes. Okay. And not so, all of them. Well, not all of them. It, it really depends on what we're going for at that time. Standard matches are held one-on-one cage. Okay. One-on-one so, cage, just just the way it is. You know what I right. mean? Um, right. And it, it makes mm-hmm. it makes one hundred percent sense with 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 everything that that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So with that, because your rules are already so unique, how do gimmick matches get used in? Your fed. You've already got these unique circumstances. Um, your audience is seeing a cage on a weekly basis. You're seeing these one-on-one mm-hmm. fights that are ending in either someone giving up or someone being KO'd. How do how does a fed like yours use gimmick matches, or what do you even consider a gimmick match? I consider a gimmick match the triple threat or the fatal four-way. Because let's be honest, when we look at wrestling, back in the day, it was a lot of one-on-ones, right? 
it was very rare back in our day or my day. Right. It was very yeah. rare that you saw the no, fatal four way. We don't know how or the triple threat. I'm 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 forty forty three. There you go. Okay, young man. Yeah. Uh, Look, I, I I will take that as a compliment because cars deem me as one of the thing, old guys. Hey, good thing because I'll turn forty seven this year. Shit, man. Well, <laughs> good for you. Good lord. No, I turned forty seven this year, so assuming but, I make it to my birthday. You'll make it. You'll be fine. But you understand what I'm saying. Like yeah. it was a bunch of one on one matches because you wanted to um give everybody their spotlight, right? Right. So that's what I do. I do one on one matches. Well, and and, and it's very thing. rare that I do it's a triple a... threat or, you know, a a fatal four way. Or now my, my gimmick matches are the bloodbath. The blood the eight man elimination bloodbath or the eight the eight eight woman elimination KOs or fatal four-way escape out of a cage. You know, these are the matches that you rarely see. You don't see this in 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 a lot of these feds. And you know why? Because you have a lot of people that complain. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that fuss. Oh, it's not fair. Oh, that's broken. Oh, this, that, and the third. Listen, it's a game. It's a game. And you and it's a promotion. And you have to have these matches to make moments. And if you don't, and if I was just to surround myself with the constant, you know, regulars, then it wouldn't be fun. I think we, yeah. I think we lose touch with that. Like, uh, yeah, we know that this match is a little wonky, a little bit crazy. Like, uh, all right, take for example the um Iron Table Man match. Yeah. Or the yeah. Iron Man yeah. Table match. Yeah. Oh my God, how many times have you seen the table stuck underneath the ropes, and the computer's going nuts trying to get it out? And glitching out, not knowing what to do, or just exactly. But some sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But you have to trust the promoter. There's not a lot of trust in these promoters, and that looks bad on the promotion. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting there, if I'm sitting there, right? If I'm sitting there and I'm watching, yeah. If I'm sitting there and I'm watching this match, and I'm seeing the glitch, and I'm laughing at it. But I don't give you your shot afterwards. I'm shitty. Yeah. I'm shitty for that. Yes. Because this match is just supposed to promote the event. It's not supposed to take away anything from you. So have faith in me in seeing what's going on. We'll talk about it later. And you're going to get that one-on-one with the winner. And I I feel that's... the reason why people complain and they fuss is because they get caught up in the moment, not understanding that this is a moment-making match. These things have to happen. These things build story. They build character. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it, It's branches on a tree. If, exactly. If, if you can get past the, the initial loss or the initial win, whatever – you can figure out a different story. Exactly. If you've got enough people giving ideas to yeah. move forward. Ideas. Exactly. Because guess what? 
the guy that gets screwed, all right, what do you want to do? That's how I approach it. What do you want to yeah. do? What's your idea? And I'll be able to tell if this guy is just salty because he took a loss or he wants to make this out of something. Right. That's what makes Brian Stiles who he is. That's what makes Seth Brought who he is. That's what makes Al Bundles who he is and MC and all these greats. That's what makes them special because they're not thinking of themselves. They're thinking about, okay, this messed up. You know you messed up, right? And I'll be like, yeah, okay, yeah, I did, I did. So what you want to do about it? Right. Let's let's and take this to... let's take this shit and turn it into sugar. Shit in the chicken salad. Exactly. Right. And, and it also goes back to what I what I said about the you know the fight is the story. Well, yep. you have this mishap. Okay, we've got something we could build a story there with for a future fight. Exactly. And 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 me. As the guy, the voice of UFN, right? I could whip up anything I want, right? Which I mean, you know, right. I, you, I can, I can I, say I, I, Isaac, Isaac and I did that with with the Worldwide Wrestling Network a while back. You know, we 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 had somebody who came into our Fed who wasn't fully playing ball with us. Mm-hmm. And we had to get creative with it. But yeah. We did, but we did because we had somebody else who who was playing ball with us was, was coming with the idea and and, and was we all just bored. sat there and was we ready sat to go. There how okay? What can we do to push this guy? And we still have this other character that we're stuck with until the end of the storyline. Yeah. So, you know, by God, we did it. You know, we came up with something incredibly creative and inventive, and it's probably one of the, my favorite things that we did. Mm-hmm. And not just because one of my calls was involved in it by the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, um, it, it was, you know, how that character was involved, you know, it was relatively minuscule, you know, in the grand scheme of things. You know, and here's another thing that people have lost touch with. It's how to make everybody win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's and an art. People, so, people under people do not appreciate guys like Barry Horowitz, even when he was doing his winter Barry Horowitz run. Mm. And no, they don't. I want to touch. I want to touch one with something you were saying about the gimmick matches. I wish. Uh, 2K would give us a few more gimmick matches, but the ones that I wish they'd give us, WWE, I know, will not let them give us. No. I'm talking coal miner's glove, dog collar bat. <laughs> we want to go, go old school with this shit, Luke. We can. I wanted, I always wanted the um, barbed wire match. Oh, yeah. No, the Inferno, the... The I, real I hard, hardcore death matches. Oh yeah. I, well, supposedly we're getting that with either AEW or Virtual Basement. They're, we're getting some degree of death match. And then Jack Dolls, pro wrestling ultraviolet. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Um, but no, I I was thinking I was thinking about the Piper Valentine dog collar match. Mm, I, oh I, God. Would love, I would love to recreate that in a WWE game, but it's never happening. 
in your response that you got back to us is you you said HOP events. What are what are your HOP events? HOP events is when all titles are on the line. Okay. What does HOP stand for? House of Pain. Okay. So your House of Pain event is the everything's on the line. And those those would be like what we would call our pay-per-views, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So how often do you have uh, one of your one of these HOPs? Well, it depends. You know, it depends on in real life. You know, I'm not going to lie. If I'm having a hectic time, you could you could have one. You could have you could be waiting one for one for two months, or you could have one every month. You know, it really depends. I I, I used to do every five shows. Now I'm starting to do every ten shows. So it would be UFN Fight Night 39, and then when you get to 40, it's HOP 40. And now we got HOP 40 going all the way to HOP 50 instead of HOP. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Um, I don't don't see that as a bad thing. I don't see that as a bad thing, though. No, because here's the thing. It gives everybody time to tell their story it has everybody gives everyone time to i would say sit there and look at their target you know what i mean like really plan on what you want to do also to keep in mind cage cash the channel points in the twitch i incorporate that in my fed and and more feds i well i think more feds are doing that it's a matter of how effective they're doing it well nothing's going to be you're not going to please everybody right oh, yeah. no that's just what it is so here's the thing i got one cage cash you pay cuz luke luger's always been about money too so you just think about a promotion oh, ran by a guy luke has always been about money Yes. Okay, Luke is yeah, sounding fight, like fight for Luke money. is sounding like this this particular bugger mm-hmm. that I made the acquaintance of recently named Bobby Legend. <laughs> okay, here's the difference, and I'm gonna make this real brief because no, I know no, it's Bobby. No, no, wait, wait. Do you know Bobby Legend? Mm-hmm. Yes, I know Bobby Legend very well. Luke he knows, is the Luke, Luke Luke Luger knows Bobby Legend. That's his father. Okay. That father and son. Okay, okay there's God. that connection. All right. I, yes. I wondered about that connection. Well, the connection was uh, I, Bobby Legend is Luke Luger's son. Okay. And they're different. Whereas um, Luke Luger fought for cash. He fought for money. And it was all about the fight. Bobby has the cash. Right. It's all okay. about the business. It's all, it's all about making a spectacle. It's all about making a show. It's all about promoting the promotion rather than just fighting for money. He's the complete opposite of his dad. So there you go. I've wondered on that connection. So so Luke is Luke's got himself a little disgrace uh, sitting there. Oh wait. It's two different heel types. Huh. Yes. It's the heel no, no. type. I, it's I, the Brock. I, read what I put in the uh dis- in the in the chat there. I, I'm just trying to have fun with it. No, 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 no. You know it. I'm here, so you know it is yeah. what it is, hey, man. Hey, now it's all good. It's all good. Response to us where we talked about there, a lot of people run promotions in different ways, and yeah. uh, uh. So, so so you said no to universe mode in game. Yeah, um, no. Why in this particular? What's your reasoning? 
because well, everybody has reasons for and everybody has against. And I, I just like to pick promotions brains on that. Like why universe mode is very sensitive. When you got a winner in, in universe mode, that's it. That is it. He is the winner. He is the guy. If you get one guy who puts in his guy and he's on a hot streak, that's it. Game over. <laughs> like you're just sitting there watching this guy just kill everybody. I've wondered had different, you know, promoters' perspectives on that myself because of that very reason. Now, 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 I don't mind a dominant guy. Don't mind it at all. I, I feel dominance should reign supreme. That's just how I am. That's how I feel. But let the system be bare bones. You know what I mean? Let it be everything on default. Let it, let, let, I don't want the system to add on stats. I don't want the system to give an advantage. I want you to come as you are and do dominate as you are. You see what I'm saying? I'm leaving the work in your lap. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? So my defaults, my, my sliders default. Hey, you could go home and you could practice it right now. Just leave it all on default. Like, like right. besides the run-ins and, you know, the things that I really don't want happen. Right. It's a default. And the reason why I do that is because this is a competition. This is you go in there and you rip, you do what you got to do to get that win. If I had special sliders that no one knows, they're going to have to learn it. And I'm sorry, 2K is a little bit eh? It's yeah. a little bit wacky. It is. That's, it is. Why we, that's why even when we were doing our stuff, we once we figured out what our sliders were going to be, we publicized exactly what our sliders were going to be. Yeah, so, dude. So if people wanted to try to build towards this, because we, we, we're testing out something different. We're trying to make that connection between attributes and sliders and making something feel as real to the wrestling world as possible that's our goal yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. so that 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 was that's what we've uh leaned into with I, that but I, we can't I, help people with that if they don't know what your the sliders, sliders are. no like well, like i've been in promotions where you don't know what the sliders are and you are spending most of your career, if not a good portion, trying to figure out the goddamn sliders. You are beating your head into a wall. Now get this, right? If you're a guy who's in multitude of places, right? Oh yeah. And you got all these sliders to know and to familiarize yourself with, you got all these slots of your character and your Xbox, not to mention your secondary car, your third car. Can you oh, imagine the nuts that makes you all, how nutty that will make you after a while? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, and never mind those of us that have a half a dozen, a dozen cars each. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, it makes you bananas. It drives you nuts. <laughs> like... So, so you got so hold on, you literally have to sit there and pick. Okay, do I want to win in this promotion today, or <laughs> like, well, what am I doing in this promotion today? Right, no, right. no. Look, here's my. I have it on default. You know, come as you are, 
and will work. Will work. Say, so e even with all of that being defaulted, I still think some of these people are probably bananas. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. I, you know, dude, I, I've I've had people. Their, I've seen their Twitter feeds. <laughs> dude, I've had I've had people like like I won't drop name drop, but I got one guy in particular that says you should get rid of the legend contract. It's four points over, and you could do all. I'm like, dude. No, I just know. Learn, learn how to distribute your attributes, and those four points ain't gonna mean shit. They're not. They're you not. have to outthink you know? the system. Everything that you do in life, you work for. Exactly. You work for. I've had guys that did not update since the beginning. <laughs> that has a ninety guy in there. That's mopping the floor with a beating everybody's ass, and and I'm like, and, and so when you get a complaint like that, you're like, really, really, <laughs> like, you know, and it's not off of like, I would ask the guy, hey, you want me to update you? You know, I always do that. Like, yeah. if I see that you're not updating with the times or the rules, I'll shoot you a message. Hey, listen, you want me to how update can, you? Yeah. Or you want I me help? to help you out? You know. And it, some guys would be like, no, I'm good. And they're really good. Like, they don't need it. Like, I, I will name drop this person because I'm really good friends with them. Really good friends. Greatest person. I think you know her. Andrea. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrea we're, 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 getting, we're getting acquainted. We are. Andrea is a sweetheart. Do you believe that Andrea has made the acquaintance of a certain friend of mine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I'm not gonna ask who, but <laughs> but no, no, I I okay, okay. K Fabe aside. Um, yeah. her call and one of my calls, Chloe Corvin, debuted the same time on GWW against one another. Yes. And and, and you're messing with Bobby Legend's client. I, I see I saw I saw it. I saw it. Yes. So there's I have an approach that I want to take with Chloe that I don't think Quentin has caught on to, but I think Jinx is in the loop on. Mm. Um, I mean, so it's just finding that balance. It's a it's a balance that you always have to find. But um, Andrea, one of the cause here, one of the rep fighters here. Yeah. I'll I'll let it out the bag. She's a ninety. <laughs> She's a ninety, and she's and, and, and she's 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 a ninety, and she's beating she's beating people left and right. You can't step in the ring with Andrea and have an easy night. You can't step in that cage and say I'm gonna beat her up. No, you're not. Well, I'm so, gonna can I can I let you in on a little spoiler or, or a little. I don't know if spoiler is the right word here, but when I sent my call into Jinx, mm -hmm. I I got rushed for time on sending mm -hmm. the calls in, and I sent in the wrong call to him. Mm. So I it sent happens. one in with the wrong stats. I, it, it, was a, it was a 90 call, but I didn't have everything figured out, placed the way I wanted it. Yeah. And I went in there and I saw that match against Andrea. And I'm like Holy shit. 
was like, Chloe should not be performing that bad. And then I went in and I figured out what happened. And when I when I went to post the initial, I didn't know Bobby Legend was going to respond. Uh, no, but I'm saying, well, you. He didn't I, know the connection. Yeah, oh, I, didn't okay. the, I didn't know the connection until you messaged me about, mm. it, about the whole thing. So I had a response planned out. Mm. Uh, that, uh, you know, and and there's a bit of ring rust because prior to that GWW in uh, debut for both Gaz and Chloe, I had not been involved with Call formally for mm. a little over two years. Okay. Well, I, you pay the bus like here, but I'm sitting here. Okay, two years on the shelf, they're gonna have ring rust. I'm gonna sell oh, it, yeah. and no. I'm just like you know. So then after the pay-per-view, I can send them the, the correct, you know, stats and all that stuff. And it, it's been an interesting trip there, no pun intended. I would but, say uh, this, right? I would say this. I have had fun interacting with Bobby Legend, nevertheless. Bobby Legend is a prick. He is a shaming promo. <laughs> he will get he, uh, Michael Maverick knows. He, I, he listen. Bobby Legend does everything that Luke Luger didn't do. Right. Bobby Legend says everything that Luke Luger didn't say. It's a concept. Hey, but that said, and he's got he the money to back say, it up. He he's not saying anything factually incorrect about Michael Maverick. No. He taught, I've learned in call that people don't pay attention to certain things. Mm -hmm. yep. And they're very, they will run. Everything's a, a goddamn cliche. Do is pay attention to what the person said. Right. That's it. Well, and, that's, and your claim, that's your claim to fame. While. And that's what I did with Maverick. I sat there and watched him for a while. And I sat and watched. Well, and I sat and watched. And then I attacked. Thing. But here's another thing, Luke. And, and. This is, I mean, we, we both, I don't know how long you have actually been a wrestling fan. I don't, you mentioned being a UFC fan, but were, were you a wrestling fan prior to? I was, I was, I, I would say the Attitude Era. Okay. And some parts of, so, you know, the so 80s. I, right, and... okay. So we go pretty, we both go back to at least the 80s and, at, correct me if I'm wrong here, the best damn heels on the mic and i'm not talking attitude era i'm talking any era mm -hmm. best damn heels on the mic or in general miss saying thing are saying things in their promo that's real that are real that have truth to them the guy it is the mm -hmm. fact that the crowd doesn't want to hear that truth. Here's the thing. You look at Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? And he was a man of the blue collar worker. His that whole Stone Cold get a beer, drink it, blue jeans, mean streak a mile, <laughs> stick it to the boss. This is the guy that the blue collar worker is like, yeah. Bobby Legend is the opposite. Oh, yeah. He is the nightmare 
And here's the truth that well, nobody wants to hear. Exactly. And and thing is, is okay, here's the thing. I like Bobby Legend as a character. Okay. I'm mm -hmm. not saying I'd like him as a person. I like the No character. God no. <laughs> right? I like the character. Okay. And it's what you just said about the Miz. You look at a yeah. guy like the Miz. You look at a guy like MJF. Yeah. You look at a guy like Baron Corbin. Or yeah. Happy Corbin. Or whatever you want to call the guy. They shove the truth down your throat. They, they shove the... They are the best... Three of the best damn heels in wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. Million dollar the, man. Million dollar the, man was one, if not the best heel of his era because he no of any era to be honest do you well, realize what he's done oh yeah but he I, would call a girl out in the audience oh yeah and he shoved the truth in your face well, so that money the makes the world go around oh yeah but but here here's the thing though and and this is why i say and 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 let's i'm gonna have to i guess we'll have to put an asterisk on it Mm -hmm. Million Dollar Man has a character because Ted, God bless him. Oh has yeah, done he's so much to destroy that mythos since then. Yes, I mean I've met Ted. Okay, mm -hmm. I've met Ted. He he seems like a great dude. I, I yeah. mean, it was an autograph signing. I didn't get to chit chat with him, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, but. Fantastic guy. Yeah, he seems like a fantastic guy. He's a, he's a lot better than some of the other guys in the business that I've met over the years. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm sorry. I got a cough there. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't say anything I'm going to regret, did I? <laughs> hey, man, let it all hang. <laughs> like that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to give the people the truth. Give them right. what they want. Exactly. Now, the next thing is give that... Give them what they want, whether they know it or not. <laughs> so, the next thing I'm going to kind of put together, because you kind of answered the question, like, to together and, and separately. So, you have your titles, and you have your, do a lot of your titles by weight class. So, are your weight classes, do they kind of act as your, like, talent divisions? And... How how do you handle your weight class? Do are you like doing heavyweight and junior heavyweight and light heavyweight, or are you taking more inspiration from MMA where there's like multiple titles in these increments of weight? Like how do you deal with that when there's no way to really set that in the game system? Well, you gotta set it. You do the diligence. You know, if you're a heavyweight. I tell you, you can't go for the light heavyweight. It's off limits. Which, that makes a surprising amount of sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. and, and you know why? You call who won't understand it. <laughs> Here's the thing with it, right? You got to give people their opportunity to shine. Right. And that's what this is. I'm not going to let a lightweight who's been dominating go Unless they change their, because you know when you change your weight in the game, it changes a lot. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Exactly. So it's a different style, is it not? 
a whole different world. Okay, so guess what? You may dominate here, but it's going to be some work to dominate over there. Right. That's a whole different ball game. And it certainly gives the whole thing about you got to respect the guy. You got to respect the guy that's holding down the heavyweight division because guess what? If your lightweight self steps into that monster, he's going to kick your ass and vice versa. Like you got some heavyweights that can't deal with a lightweight. So when I, when I, when I, when I sat down and I was going through this, I said, you know what? Let's split it up. Let's split it up. Let's give these guys their own title. And they could shine that way. Now you have the openweight championships. Openweight championships hold another another monster to deal with, right? Because now anybody could come after you. You could have super. I remember I had a super heavyweight title. You know what I'm saying? So all these elements make UFN what it is today. It just it's just a whole lot of options for you to choose from. It, it's, you don't come in here and not have something to do. You always have something to do. You could, you know, you, I tell people all the time, hey, there's, I, I think I have now like eight, eight to nine different titles, Some, something wacky like that. Because guess what? It gives people opportunity. And that's what I'm into, giving people opportunity. If you've been in UFN and you have never had a title opportunity, don't blame me. Blame yourself. Because there's a shit ton of titles out there that you could be going for. You know, don't sit up here. I didn't hold you back. You held yourself back. And that's why I got the titles I have. That's why the women, I think the women have like, they have three titles. And that's a lot. A 24-7 title, a Twitch title, and the woman's title. The UFL. Oh, oh, no, actually four. And the woman's late night fight night championship. They have four titles for a woman's division. The men's have a heavyweight, a light heavyweight, an international, a United States championship. They have the Canadian championship, which... Jeff Vendetta, God bless him, you know, fought to make that a championship. And then you have the 24-7 title for the men's. Now, now, wait a second. Jeff Vendetta, is this uh, Jeff the Jobber we're talking about? Jeff the Jobber, that's that's another way of looking at Jeff. But no, 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 definitely not. Jeff is a monster when he wants to be. I think I am, I am picking because of the Bobby Legend <laughs> Jeff Nation feud. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah um, Jeff. With all due respect to Jeff, I I have tried to poke a little fun at Jeff. It, but, I, you know, it's all kind of mostly in good fun. Yeah, yeah. Jeff is a good guy. I've known him for a while. Okay. Story is Luke Luger trained him. Actually, but he gave him the tutorial version, you know, so this backstory, Bobby, Bobby thinks he took the cheat code, the easy way out, can't stand him and wants to get him out of here. Jeff, Jeff has a, a thing that he's been doing in GWW 
that has been cracking me up. Uh, well, it's the whole, you know, that he thinks he's everybody's favorite Canadian. Yes, and he's not. Well, <laughs> he's... You know, it, here's the thing. I I am a... Uh, is uh, an old acquaintance. I don't know if you know who that is. No. She is a very well-known, real-life professional wrestler out of Montreal, Quebec. She's yes. been a pioneer, pioneer of intergender wrestling and female deathmatch wrestling. She's part of what has been allegedly called the Lost Generation. Um, mm. I think it's more overlooked generation yeah. than, than Lost uh, because there's enough of us that know the talent from that generation that were overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of other friends out of Can- out of Canada, all of whom I'm going to say are more my favorite Canadian. Uh. <laughs> and no. I, Luke, get with me off there. I will give you so much bloody yeah. ammo. <laughs> I will give you so much bloody ammo that you know. That you know you what might, it is. You might get censored <laughs> by the time it's all said and done. Listen. Me. By the FCC, not by Jinx and Quentin Carter. <laughs> Do you think Bobby cares? Do you no, think Bobby gives a damn? No. I, I think, <laughs> I, I'm just wondering if Bobby would be, you know, able to outdo George Carlin. This is, I, I, I could only hope. I could only hope. I could only we hope. There. <laughs> to bring this train back onto the tracks, just the... We've talked a little bit about, like, sliders and settings and overalls. Yeah. So... When it comes down to like brass tacks and bare bones, mm-hmm. how does how does Luke Luger make the ideas of those base ideas of your promotion, those things that you view as unique to your world that you've set up, how do you make that work in the confines of the game when we all know that the game is this ridiculous monster that does ridiculous stuff like 25% of the time. Yep. You go with what the game gives you. That's it. It's what the, the game feeds you. If the game feeds you shit, it's your job to turn it around. And I stick around violence. It's pure violence. Like, whatever... How can I say this? If you revolve your world around violence, right? There's different aspects of violence. There's pain, there's suffering, there's agony. So many different, yeah. So many different, we've, we've seen this in wrestling. Have we not? Like, like the, yeah. the carnage? Yeah. So oh, yeah. guess what? Dive into that. I mean. Shit. Look at the pay-per-view. It's House of Pain, for God's yeah, sake. We've, we've seen we've seen death matches, and we just wish we could have those in game. Yeah, and, and, and but <laughs> for now, what we do is we surround the topic around violence. How do we push the envelope? You know, how do we how do we get the reaction of the crowd? Like, holy, did he just do that? How many times have I said on air, like, oh my God, he's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Right. <laughs> That's the reaction that we want here. 
We don't mm-hmm. want the whole, oh, wow, well, okay, that happened. No, we want the, oh, my God. That man's mm-hmm. neck is gone. <laughs> like, like, that's what we want. So if that's what you want, then you go for it. You go for all of it. And you surround each and every pay-per-view around that aspect in wrestling, in MMA. How many times in the MMA you've seen somebody punch somebody's teeth out? It's all about delivery. If I'm delivering a match, if I'm calling a match, I am going to make that that um, European uppercut be insane <laughs> with delivery. It's all about how you deliver it because you're delivering that move to be so powerful, that hold to be so agonizing. If you can do that, then you could reinvent everything time and time again. So now back to your your violence, all that. Talk to us about this eight-man bloodbath. What, it's what an eight-man elimination blood match. And whoever bleeds first gets eliminated. That's it. Nobody so, even knew. Nobody, you realize nobody ever knew that this match existed. I, <laughs> nobody. Okay, yeah, well, okay. I'm going to disagree, be, but I've never seen anybody actively use it in a digital promotion. That's what I'm saying. That, but that's what I'm saying. I've done it. I've done it playing on my own for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. And but I've never seen anybody do it in an active promotion. See, that's digging into something that when he was talking about the bloodbath, I was like, this is a promoter. Luke Luger is a promoter who's not afraid to go in and go. I'm going to make some custom matches. I think that there are too many folks who are afraid afraid to go into the custom matches and see what they can make. Absolutely. And because the custom matches can build an identity for a brand. Yes. Exactly. We've started doing a little bit of it right before we went on hiatus. And we had so many ideas that we didn't get to implement. Um, and and the, the what you know your your bloodbath match was one of them, but we didn't even I didn't think about doing it into a, as an eight man until I was messing around in exhibition. And I, and, and I mean we were on hiatus by that point. And it comes down to folks like the, going into well the the argument of what's fair and what's not fair. Well. If the characters are built in similar attributes and mm-hmm. the characters are, if the sliders are all the same, you're not mucking with the sliders in between anything. Nope. Then, then going in and just setting up different rules just applies to something unique. One of the things that we did was mm-hmm. we created the Robinson's Rules match. I was and, and our Robinson's Rules match was the. They started out with finishers. Okay, they had two fins starting out. They had yeah. uh, low help starting out. 
Right. It was a mm-hmm. two out of three falls match. And, and there was a time limit. And there was a 15-minute time limit. Yes. Mm. And so there are so many things that you can do out of the results of that match. If it goes to a draw, wow, these guys really killed it. And they took each mm-hmm. other to the limit. If it goes if it goes to somebody just minutes. dominates, yeah, man, this kid's climbing up the rankings. If it's a if it lasts almost the whole thing and somebody gets that lucky shot with that last fin, mm-hmm. it makes it a match of the night candidate. Yeah. And so or, being or afraid even for that matter, or even for that matter, if like, you know, with the with the starting fins, they use those. It doesn't put the guy away for for both of the two out the two falls that are needed. Right. And they have to build up to another finisher. And the and the momentum was set to slow, like slow game yes, momentum. Exactly. So it was kind of done in the spirit of like these indie matches where these guys are trying to get their stuff in. And mm-hmm. they hit their they hit their big stuff. And it's like, well, it's not enough. We have to have to have to actually wrestle a match now. Yeah, right. with me, with me, I do and, it for this. I do it though. That's gotta, yeah. <clears throat> that's gotta be the one thing I don't do. Is like I'll never have the beginning finishes. And I'll right. tell you why, because if the game is funny, I could do that, but it'll be without one guy that you have on your roster that doesn't protect something. Yep. And here you got this one guy that's aiming for that one spot. Mm. And it's like, holy shit, he knocked him out. What do we do? <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh God, he just bodied him. Also, it also gets into what some people do with movesets that. Yeah. yeah it's think, a science. I think, well, I think there are, well, it's a science. But there are also these people who come into call, and and you usually can tell who the rookies are. Because oh yeah. They will, they will sit there and they will put as many finishers as they can in a move set. Oh yeah. And then wonder why their stamina's gone two minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I've been. I've I've, I've learned, and this is the gift of going other places right right you see the standard now i think we all know what the standard is what what's good for four feds if you go to four feds right right and everybody's saying that's a finisher then it's a finisher (laughs) i that's it it's a finisher (laughs) you know it's no if and buts about it i remember when i went in and and 2k19 first came out the doctor teeth was like lethal. Everyone used the doctor yeah. teeth, and I'm like, I'm like, what the? F- this is a finisher. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a reg. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a reg. And guess what? I said, let me look and see. Let me look at the climate of what's going on in other feds. Everybody I mean, was using yeah. it as a reg. Theoretically, it should be a finisher. <clears throat> It should be, but guess be. what? Right. No, but I mean, I you see you got what you're some saying. places. I see what you're you saying, got some places yeah. that just say, "Hey, no, that's a regular." 
You see what I'm saying? So you go with certain things in the community and you look at it and you're like, yeah, that, that all right, fine. You know, you got some people that use a German suplex as a, as a, sig- a signature. And, and honestly, okay, I, I have at least <laughs> one call. I have at least one call who has a German has a strong grapple. It's and guess what? It works. Yeah. And you can't tell them anything because guess what? It works. Like, okay, well, yeah. I love the guy that does that shit. That takes a, a regular move and turn it into a signature. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Hey. It blows your mind. It's just hey. like, well, 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 it's insulting. Mike Rotunda. Yeah. Used a German suplex and so did Medusa Michelli back in the day. Mm-hmm. Or she was, well, even when she was uh, Alundra Blaze. They used a German suplex as a finisher. And let me or ask you something. Sick. Someone and... does that today. Hold on, hold on. Someone does that oh, today. Yeah. And it's insulting. Yeah. You lost to a German suplex? Well, and now, now, to be fair on Medusa, she yeah. did it with a. And I think the time I saw my, Mike Rotunda do it, they both did it with a bridge and held them. Mm-hmm. Now, I can, I can legitimately say that I did a German suplex on a person with the bridge and got them for one count, one, no, two count with no problem. And part of that was out of the, their surprise that I got them in the German, a German suplex. Mm. I'm not that huge of a guy. And, you know, it, it was just, I, okay, you know, with but, the bridge holding them there, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could see that as a pin situation. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not insulting but, the move now. No, no, I'm just saying. But you get people who misuse a move like that nowadays, and, and it's led to this idea that you lost to a German suplex? How? And because like, guess what? You know, we flood the market with the flashy moves. Exactly. Yep. Yep. We flood the market with the moves that are just like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Nobody, nobody remembers that a simple move could be the most devastating. The simplest move can be the most effective exactly. if it, and it comes down to how it's sold. How it's sold. Oh, yeah. how, how it's sold. How it and when it's delivered. Because uh, we exactly. we talked about this with with Thanos Prime with with uh, Pepe that the literally that one of the points of contention that I've had in the call community over and over is that argument about what's a fin and what's not a fin and what fits as a fin and how what I asked the question in multiple leagues what makes something a finisher. And they basically give you the Clarence Thomas, I don't know what porn is, but I know it when I see it. That's kind of it. And that is kind of the default that, well, what makes something a finish? And my argument is, is that wrestling is based on what is sold and how something is sold. Exactly. These are just these are just moves. And, well, and, and, and also, and I, as and long also... as someone doesn't overload their move set oh, yeah. with every RKO and all, yeah. all these things that are just going to be cheap. 
Okay. No, no, no. I don't use the arcade. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Okay. I'm teasing. I do hide. <laughs> I do hide cutters in his move set. Oh yeah. But I'm not <laughs> using that that fast, um, oh, yeah. uh, nearly unblockable move. Well, and, and, and here here's the other thing, and though not just how it's sold, but when it is done. Mm-hmm. Because it, here's the thing, and. I I kind of take this approach with with the Gaz Corvin that I don't want. I mean, I I his two finishers primarily, particularly with GWW at the moment, are the mm-hmm. 1916 and the Hammerlock DDT. Okay. Mm. Now, reason that Hammerlock DDT in there is in there is because I was told no submissions. Mm. Okay, fine. I can work with that. But I don't want to put another DDT in that move set if that finisher is going to be a DDT. Mm. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. And, and, Here, here's what I would say about finishers you know, and and signatures and things like that, right? Right. One, it's how you personalize it with you. Right. Like when I had Luger, well, I still have him. Everything oh, yeah. was a need. Everything was a knee shot. It was like, good lord, how many knees this man how my job is how effective I can make Luke Luger and make everything a goddamn well knee. Right. Because he's an MMA fighter, is he not? So knees knees, elbows, knees, knees, elbows, takedowns. Exactly. There you go. So that's what I look at when I see a person's finisher right. is does it go well with the character? <clears throat> now, a lot of people would say, is it effective? That's, <laughs> that's your job. Yeah. Your job is to make it effective. I've seen, I've seen move sets. Well, and, and it's also, I, I, you know, there's also mm-hmm. a commentator usually mm-hmm. who is going to be selling that move on commentary. Oh yeah. Yeah. You they, see a move. Get it over. I mean, listen. You see a move that you never seen oh yeah. at all in a game, and you're like, "Oh my god, I never seen that before." Because it's not popular. Because because check this, everybody wants to win, right? Right. So what do they do? They go with the most popular winning move, right? Mm-hmm. It's the guy that takes a risk that's the winner. Yep, yep. We'll remember that, that move. risk and that move. Oh, yeah. There are some guys that I can name right off the bat, right? APH. APH. My first match that I seen with APH, he had, I think, the side slam, the sidewalk slam, as the black hole slam. Wait, was it the black hole slam or the boss man slam? No, the black hole. Okay, the black hole. Okay. I saw just that. Want, I just want to clarify. Just want to clarify. And I never knew that move worked. Right. Never. I, I saw that and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Dude, I, I do. I know the guy that originated it. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one of those things that you see and you're like, "Well, what the, what the hell is this?" Anyway. So when I saw it, I was like, "Wow." Yeah. That's 
that's cool to me because I never seen anything before. I learned something that day. Okay, cool. If that guy has been one of my favorite competitors, why? Because yeah. he introduced, he brought something new to the table. Now he's stuck in my head. Now I remember him. That's the guy. It's the guy that makes the move memorable. It's the guy that makes an impression on the on the audience. Well, that's and, a finisher to me. And and I'll 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 throw another one out there. Mm-hmm. I've seen people use the air raid crash as a strong mm-hmm. grapple. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a call that I have that has a finisher on mm-hmm. because of a particular female grappler mm-hmm. about 10, 15 years ago. Wow, has yeah. been about fifteen. Good lord, I'm old. I recall seeing you know her use that move as a finisher in a match, and everything about that match stood out to me so much. That I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I want her finisher on this character. Okay, her, <laughs> they don't have the exact version of that move, but they have something close. They have, mm. they don't have the exact way she did the air raid crash, but by God, she, you know, they have something close. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that 2K22 reanimates a bunch of boots. Here's what I would like to see out of the new game, and they haven't said it, so I'm just like, eh. Um, create a push list. Create a finisher. Thank you. Thank you. You create and me, but I, yeah, a hey, limited. You are preaching to the choir. You are preaching to the choir here. Because if you could put that in the game, I am interested. Yeah. Why? Because I don't have to see the same fucking finisher. Thank you. Every single it, time. Here's the thing. Back when we had create a finisher in the game. When THQ still had the property, mm-hmm. we had create a finisher. I was able to create a move that came to be known as the Acid Burn DDT. Yeah. Okay. It was it was a move based on a concept that the guy that we mentioned earlier, Hacksaw, and I were talking yeah. about while he was training. Mm-hmm. And I was also talking about with another guy that he trained with who made it through the training school has been on the indie circuit for 20 years now Mm. i think he's made some ring of honor appearances but i don't recall and i know actually another one of the guys that trained right after them that has made ring of honor appearances but that we 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 had discussed this move and i didn't even think about it as a hammerlock ddt at the time so when i went to put it in create a finisher Mm-hmm. I did it as the just simply the what closest animation I could find to the even flow DDT, but I put the poison mist spit right before it, and I'm like, good lord, if you will give me create a finisher with that poison mist taunt and a hammerlock DDT, I will be over the moon. Oh my goodness, you know what I miss? I miss the poison mist being different colors. Yes, I. I don't even remember it being different colors in the game. Yeah, not, there was not, a point. There was a point where it was different colors in the game. And it would alternate. It would alternate between black and green. Okay. No, I, it, I, it, I, it was blue. I, I remember blue, red. Remember Are you talking about green on SmackDown? 
Yes. Okay, you're talking about wow. the early SmackDown games. Yes. I don't even... I... Oh, wow. My memory... I vaguely remember those games. I don't have enough memory of those games. Because cause in those SmackDown <clears throat> games, it had the Poison Mist, and it would random between blue and green and yellow and black, I think. I, I wish we and would get then, back in the game. And then, because Gangrel was still in the games, yeah, you had, had the Blood Mist. And so you could choose between the Blood Mist and the Poison Mist. Right. See, I yeah. it was it was a, it was an Easter egg because I... Muda was was yeah. big. Big. See, I remember the two those two versions, like the Blood Mist and Poison Mist. I never realized the Poison Mist si- cycled the colors. I guess that's because mm. I didn't use it enough. <laughs> Back, back yeah, all the way back then. I mean, you know, that's been what 15, 16, 17 years ago. I I used to love the fucking well missed. My my thing was combinations of the strikes. Oh yeah. Because if you go and I, I was never one to like like spam the strikes, but if you get a decent combination one yeah. two one two, and you get that punch that spins him around, and you go right into the submission. Oh my goodness! Oh, I, okay. I I've got one that I am. You're talking about the spamming stuff. I'm guilty of doing the. Uh, uh. There is a sidekick that yeah. Rikishi used to do. I cannot think of what it's it called. It was a it was a thrust kick. Yeah, the, the side thrust kick that Rikishi used to do wasn't a super kick. It was a side thrust kick, though. It wasn't a full super kick. I would do like a couple, like a two or three hit combo, like two hit combo, three hit combo, then in with that side thrust kick. Mm-hmm. Do that three or four times, hit him with a submission. You had to. You had to follow up with the submission. Like, it was oh, yeah. And and I can't do submissions worth a shit when I'm playing now, but I mean part of that is nerf damage in my hands, but you know whatever. I think this is what I think. What I, I always did love was the fact that you could put a submission into that whole thing. Oh yeah. And they balanced it well back then. Like the people complain about it, but I think they balanced it fine. No, I I tell you, I. I think it's less balanced now. Yes. Yeah, than it, it was back then. It was ten and, years ago. And the the problem, the problem, and I, I hate to uh, you know be the old man shouting out the clouds, but the problem, <laughs> the reason no, why I, things you may are be, not, you may be that, but you're still younger than us, kid. <laughs> but the but the, the, the issue came up. The main reason why Creative Finisher has yeah. not been re-implemented is because of on-flying play. Too many yeah. people got, got pissy over spammy shots and like if, if it, I never understood it because I only played with people that I, you know... Yeah. Were good? Are good? I'm not... I mean... But like well, so and, many and people, I'll say it too, because I'm not an online player, period. Yeah. And I mean, th- there's an assortment of reasons for that. Rather, I'm good or not, 
is only about fifty mm-hmm. percent of it. Well, I look at it like this, right? You stick to what you're good at and what you love. Well, and if yeah. I love making wrestlers with crazy combinations of moves, then let me have that. Yep. Let me have it. But if I mean, you wanna, if you if if the online community, and I'll say this in this podcast, if oh, yeah. you guys got a problem with that, we got then have them that no, have yeah. them say no creative moves online. Yeah. This yeah. is the 21st yeah. century. That's, that's yeah. really, I mean. I mean, is that too much to? Well, I guess it is because we've been like, waiting you know, for a new game for how long? Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> we've been waiting for Creative Finisher to come back for how long? Yeah, I don't see a problem yeah. with it. I think they should have it. I, it is I what fully it is. agree. I fully agree. Because uh, it. Oh my God! This is the Grind House, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a war? Are you ready to see people survive? Are you ready for pinfalls? Are you ready for submissions? Are you ready for knockouts? If so, ladies and gentlemen, get your ass to the grindhouse every Saturday, 9 p.m. only on Twitch. Guerrilla Warfare Wrestling live on twitch.tv forward slash mcjinx. Community that we're in. Is is a creative community, is it not? Yes. Yes. So let me create. I mean, well, let me create. Then, let me be different. Gonna, let me I'm let me be stir that. The pot here. I'm gonna stir the pot here a little bit because mm-hmm. Isaac and I talked about this earlier. You know, we talk about this being a creative community. Mm-hmm. I will swear up and down that I think the developers underestimate that creative community. And that creative community's willingness to do stuff online or offline or, you know, a hybrid of the two. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think that creative community is underrated by the developers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially yet, given the fact that what is done in the creative community whether it is creating original cause, whether it is running a online event with those originals, whether it is updating attires of in-game wrestlers, whether it's creating wrestlers from other promotions in Create a Wrestler, whether it's only building movesets like Big Righteous. I mean, the thing it is, how much the creative parts of that love this game extend the life of the game and, and that, I, that's been, that's I'm, been proven with yeah. what's happened with 2k19 and 2k20 well, and the full debacle of 2k20 being basically unplayable i'll throw a grenade at the 2k devs here okay look how far back morrowind came out <laughs> Look how far back Oblivion came out. Yeah. And then Bethesda just celebrated the 10th anniversary of Skyrim. All three of those games still have an active modding community, particularly Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Here 2K 
wake the F up and look at what Bethesda <laughs> has done to embrace their creative community. Look how that has benefited them and get with the 21st effing century. Well, I blame us too. I blame us too. Absolutely, but still. You know why I blame us? Because we don't make enough noise, but we generate revenue every year. Yes. We don't make enough noise. We don't shove it in their face. Like, I was so happy that Sergeant Slaughter was started following cause. Yes. And I was just like, holy shit. You know, I'm I'm a little upset about this. You are. I'm a little upset about this. Why? Sergeant Slaughter has not followed Michael Maverick. Uh-uh. Needs to wake Slaughter up and follow not, Michael Maverick. Has not followed House Corvin. He's <laughs> not followed WWWN online. Has he followed your your Twitter feed? Any of your Twitter feeds? I think he followed Luke Luger, and I think he followed Bobby Legend. Okay, that's good enough. I, Has he followed the UFN Twitter feed? You know what? Hold on. Give me a minute. Run another question. I'm going to get... No, we're doing this on the podcast. I'm going to check right now. I'm going to check right now, Sergeant Slaughter. Exactly. If you're following the house of violence, violence, and more violence, how can you not follow that with a, with a name like Sergeant Slaughter? That's amen, brother. That is insane. <laughs> Hold uh, on, we gotta look this up. I'm gonna call him out. I'm gonna call out Sergeant Slaughter. Now, in our promotion for this, we're going to have to at Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> we know this, right? You, you did. <laughs> Come on. And you know what? You know what? Sergeant Slaughter follows UFN. House of violence, violence, and more violence. As As he should. Thank you. Well, at least we have one out of three. Gotta have one out of three. One out of four. Technically, is not following this podcast yet. Well, you know what? You know what? If Piper was still alive, he'd be following our podcast, I I think. Most definitely. Most definitely. Because Roddy Piper was the man, damn it. We've really hit uh, a lot of ground here. Had a lot of fun, talked a lot about a lot of things. But the last, this last two questions. Yeah, wrap everything up This last little piece. (laughs) This is something that I think that is uh, is a deep question. It's something that I want to hit all promoters with. Do you personally think that digital wrestling promotions can work together in a more holistic way? Or do you think that there are content creators that are just way too protective of their branding and their ideas that could allow for the kind of cross-promotion that could get attention beyond the CAW uh, universe? You're never going to have unity on a whole. It's not going to happen. You know why? Because what we base our community on is competitive. Mm-hmm. We're all wrestling fans. We're all fighters. <laughs> that nature alone helps us be what? Competitive. So you're always going to have some sense of competition. Now, when it comes to the owners 
it's basically and this is my opinion this is not fact now i would think it's what can you bring to the table what can everyone bring to the table i always said that there should have been a call union there should be call court we make fun of it but there should be there should I, be guys I don't disagree that there should be guys that do <laughs> heinous freaking shit that don't deserve a second chance then there uh-huh. are folks who get caught in something that maybe with objective viewpoints can come in and be like I was in some raw shit can I come back yeah. Now, here, here's my thing on that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm glad you touched on that. Here's the thing. You will never be able to completely blacklist somebody. No, because there's too many ways to come back. There's too many ways to come back. Here's the thing. That's why you need a car court or a car union. You know why? Because all whether you like each other or not, you are here for a purpose, and that is to protect our audience and our roster. I don't have to like you, but I must protect what we have. Well, and, and and here's the thing that I've always said. There's a lot of people in this world that I don't like, mm-hmm. that I barely respect, but I will do business with them. Sure. Because it is business. Exactly. That's my point. You have to be able to see this as a business to a degree. Yeah. You so, know, it, it's one of those things where I don't like you, but I'm here to warn you that that guy is a problem. Right. If we yeah. had that type of unity, <clears throat> along with I, the graphic I designers. We, and I think we need the, that unity. Why not? Yeah. Why I, not? I, I, I'm 100% about that. Com- it is and compete and compete, try to get the best, pull out this because I think competition. And needs, and that's one of the reasons I've um, been. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was say that's one of the reasons I've been so reticent about being involved more with the community. And you know, like I said, I've kind of been out of sight, out of mind, out of the loop just away from any of the cost stuff other than a few things here and there with Isaac for the better part of two years mm-hmm. because I got so turned off by a few things that I saw that I thought were indicative of, you know, community as a whole. Now, hold on. I'm going to say this because I've always okay. wanted to say this, right? Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to sign off to my wife. <laughs> my wife's giving me that, okay, wrap it up thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, I've already had that I, conversation. Look, definitely, the, listen, the wife rules this house, and I'm not even yeah. afraid to say it. I don't like cold chicken, wink, wink. So All here's right. the thing. You got people that want to be the best, and that's fine. But I want people to understand this, and... This may rub a lot of people the wrong way. And quite frankly, Luke Luger never gave a shit anyway. (laughs) There is no best. There is no best out there. It's what makes you 
feel good as the individual, as the audience. It's what makes you feel to participate. There is no best. There is no, this is the best show in all of Twitch. Right. It doesn't exist. It's a myth. It's like saying, hey, you know, this is the best toothpaste around. And you have five other toothpaste with the same damn ingredients. Right. This one's cherry flavored. Yeah, like, enough. If we can get over, hold on. If we as promoters can get over that, if we could get over that, that whole, I'm the best, right? then we'll have unity. But until we could get over that, I'm here's the thing: UFN's not the best. It's not the best, but it's good for its audience. Yes, it's good for its core. It's good to give applause to this. It's good for the people that enjoy violence, violence, and more violence. No, this isn't the wrestling fans thing. It's not the fighters thing. It's not a thing that's going to take over Kaw. No. It's here for its audience. I want to be here for my audience. I want to be here for my community and for everybody else to enjoy. But I'm not trying to be the best because I know throughout the years and the years and the years of being in these so-called the best places, it's the same formula. It's the same recipe. So could we call what you just said the the must-see and must-know aspects of of what you do? The must-see. I will say this. You like to you like to see somebody get their ass kicked? You like to see controversy? You like to see 18 plus conversation where I'm not saying don't say that to my 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 talent? Then you come to UFN. Fair enough. And you see that. And this is not <clears throat> this is not shitting on anybody. Right. I'm not saying that these guys don't put out the greatest product. I've seen some fabulous product. Rage Pro is amazing. Jackson Jordan, TCW. Jesus, amazing. COH. Does great amazing. stuff. Amazing. Consistent, consistent, consistent. I could always count on COH being on no matter what. I have noticed that myself since coming back. DOH is like the sun. It's always <laughs> going to rise to the top, and it's always going to set. Yep. No matter what the day gives you, it gives you a fucked up day. That sun is up. You Hold on, but, but you see, you, you go to these promotions, and I have been in these promotions, and you take a little bit out of each one, and it satisfies you. You can count on these things. You could count on Rage Pro to give you the best graphic, best production you ever seen. It's like a goddamn well show. GWW, I mean, it's like a freaking movie. Yep. You can't get enough. You always want to see what's next. It's, it's Mercy a- Pro. Jeez. You get 
what you want. But is it the best? The promoters will tell you it's the best. But guess what? Most of them you, are, you, yeah. You flip over to some other guy. And there and goes, guess what happens? They'll tell you now, the same thing. Now, 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 now you discover what? Something new. You discover new talent. You discover new guys on the mic. You discover new production. And now you're sitting there and be like, well, damn, I thought he was the best. But And that's the cycle. If you stay long enough in this community, and if you're really about wrestling and you're really about the community, not, not just one place, the community on a whole, you're always finding something new. And that's what's good about it. And that's why I can never say one place is the best. Because I'm about the community. I'm about discovering new talent. I'm about discovering new titles. I'm about discovering new production. And that's what I get out of it. I want to fight Joe Schmo that holds the rusty old title that they've been claiming is the best title. I want to fight him just as well as I want to fight Liam Mercer. I want to go and, and pick the brain of the guy who has two views, but has a nice roster, a really good roster. I like, I like this. And I'll take that same energy over to the guy that has a hundred views. Imagine that there are people in this community and production wise ain't doing so great. But if you see their views, they have a hundred. There's one, there's a lady I want to shout out. I know I'm going to get laughed at. <laughs> no, I'm Ms. not laughing. I know the name. I'm, I'm it's just a laugh think, of recognition. I like, I think I've heard the name. She does the same thing. And she takes celebrity like wrestlers, right? Like <clears throat> with all this production that we do, with all this lights camera action. Right. She's the one of the few that I have seen that has over a hundred and fifty views and a live stream. Ice. So you have to really, really think about that question. Who's the best? It's what you want out of it. That's what I mean, makes it the best. I don't that's disagree every, with that assessment. That's every, that's every individual. So are you really the best if it depends on individuality? No, you're not. You're not. You're dependable. You're reliable. But are you the best? Nah. I'd rather be dependable and reliable for the audience that love me. And, and, and you know and what I mean? With some degree of consistency, for that matter. Consistency, yeah, but you know, I mean, consistency plays a huge part, but life happens. I, like I know. said, with some degree. Yeah, life happens, well, and you, you know, oh, it is yeah. what it is. But what there that, you go. Well, what, I, what I mean on consistency, though, is that when, you know, when you do put the shows on for your audience, you're putting the best effort forward. Of course. You're, you're putting you're the best being effort You're consistent forward. with putting that best effort forward. And if you can't, if you have to take a step back, you can be honest with your audience and say, you know, I'm having to scale back the amount of shows mm -hmm. I'm doing or if mm -hmm. I'm doing the promotion whatsoever because I can't produce at the quality level that you deserve. 
Well, here's the thing, right? I've had those moments where I had to scale back, we right? Have. I mean, that's why and, we went on hiatus two years ago. And if you and here's the thing, here's the thing that you know you're loved, right? If you can go away for two years, two years, and come back and have the roster that you had before, and as soon as you hit that button live, you shoot up to 30, 20, 30 in a heartbeat, boom. Whatever number, you know, and you're surpassing what you did before. Yeah. Which is, you Whenever, know, and then and then and then they they're live. They love you. They stay. They stay watching your tweets. You know, the talent loves what you do. The, everybody loves and they appreciate what you do. That's when you know you're doing something right. Amen. When you have no complaints all around. And guess what? There's always going to be a complainer. But the oh, majority yeah. I mean, of the time, people having a good time. That's what I want. I want people to have well, a good time. I'll, I'll tell you, there, there's an old story that Andy Kaufman used to bring his own complainer to the party. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I he, had, um, he had his agent dress up as Tony Clifton and Nicholas. <laughs> I, yeah. I, or not, I was business manager, not agent. All the same difference. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, he'd have his... And then and the thing was, Tony Clifton would open for him. But that mm -hmm. Tony Clifton was actually him as Tony Clifton. And yeah. then his agent would dress up as Tony Clifton and come out and heckle him. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know... Yeah. So, now, last thing, mm -hmm. Luke, we've had a wonderful little recording here i know that you need to step out we have gone incredibly out. long and i know <laughs> you have a chicken dinner waiting uh so last little thing that we just want yeah to, what do you uh want to promote i know that you've got a you a podcast that you are going to be doing for the community tell us mm -hmm. about that well it's bobby legend doing bobby legend things Bobby Legend is going to be asking the personal questions of Carl. Like, Michael Maverick, what farm did you come from? <laughs> like, it's the questions that nobody asks. Like, how many groupies did you did you have at your door? Wait, Seriously, you, come wait, on now. If you're, if you're asking Gaz Cor, are you are we gonna ask Gaz Corvin this? And do we want him to answer honestly? Yeah, why not? Because you, uh, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? We play these characters, these larger-than-life characters, right? Right. But nobody knows anything. And it's sad that yeah. you have some guys that put all this work into these characters. They make uh, movie reels, and they, and they promote their characters to be rich and powerful. And, and all of this to get in the ring and just have a certain amount of matches. And then all of a sudden, the, the lights go off. You see what I'm saying? Like, I want to know the character. I want to know the background. I want to know the best match that you had. Also, I want to know who trained you. I want to know what's your favorite color and why do you wear that awful ass well jacket? That's disgusting. No, 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 no. You know, but these are the questions. These are the questions 
that Bobby Legend will ask. Fair enough. Like, what happened to that wife that you had a couple of years ago? Did, did you bury her in the backyard? Where is she? <laughs> no, nah, she, she? I buried her in a van down by the river. Get your story there straight, There you Bobby. go. <laughs> and it's the 18-plus questions. I'm bringing back that um, Howard Stern. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? How many, how many, come on, how many questions do people want to ask Mike Angel, but they never get to ask? Right. Oh, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. When you, when Bobby Legend interviews Mike Angel, will that be a call-in show? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, and, it's. And, and somebody warn Mr. Wavy in advance. <laughs> oh, he's ready. I've spoken, I've spoken to Mike. He's ready to go, oh. you know. It's, but it's the questions. Let, let me have five minutes in advance. Just I'm gonna let him know what direction I'm going with the question. <laughs> God, that's the God best part. Well, that's no, the best the part. I think if he knows where I'm going, like like some of the influences that are gonna influence this question, me and him are gonna mm -hmm. have a field day. You know me what? You know what's funny? Field day. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, right? It's all unscripted. But, I'm going yeah, in there, and I'm just it, shooting it, from it, the hip. Here's the thing. I'm just saying, for, for me, doing, if I was going to call in and ask him a question, no. As long as he knows where, where Gaz Corbin is coming from with the question, oh, he and I are going to have a field day. Definitely. Because I need to make sure he knows about Studio 54. <laughs> I need to make sure he knows about the Warhol factory. Oh my gosh. Superstars. Let me, let me, I'm going to let you know, Bob, let me let you know, Mike definitely pro knows all of that. Hey, this is Mike Angel we're talking I mean, about. You know, this is us, God. Gonna, like, you know, I'm going to so, have uh, a there, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So let us know where to find to, the podcast and your social media. We are, it's on Twitch, double O Entertainment, double O E N T. And the same place where you get that violence, violence, and the more violence will be the same place that you get the Legend Experience oh, podcast fantastic. with Bobby Legend asking these questions live. So it's it's going to go down. It's going to be crazy. Fantastic. You know, we're supposed to have one tonight, depending on everyone's schedule, because this is this is something that we're just going to do. Like, this right. is not even planned. We're just going to do it. You know, co-host Mr. Nasty, along uh, alongside with Ginger. You know, we're just gonna sit there and ask, and just hammer questions into people. So in uh, character, and it's all. And I want to make this perfectly clear: it's all in characters. So the hijinks is just through the roof. Well, I so, need to. So, what time and what day will this be a regular thing so that we can pitch this to our? I would say Saturday around six o'clock six o'clock right now what time is it it's well it's six o'clock right now so you know what i would say i would say tune into the twitter okay. i always tell people tune into the twitter we always update it we always keep people you know in the know of what's going on through there and you will definitely find out all right well thank you luger bobby legend and the voice and the promoter of Ultimate Fight Night. Thank you for coming at, on to Project WWE and being our first guest with yeah. our 
Dynasties in Progress, where we're deep diving into the builds of call digital promotions. Thank you for coming by. And it was a pleasure. Had a blast. Come back and let's talk about Bobby Legend. Let's talk about Luke Luger and building legends. It'll be a blast. Thank you. You guys you. name the you guys name the time. I'm I'm there. Like uh, this was great. I had a fantastic time. We may hold you to that, man. Thank you. Right. And stay safe. Stay over. Take it easy, guys. Violence, violence, and more violence. Come come watch, man. We're ready. This has been Project WWWN. Thank you for listening. We hope that this episode has been informative and entertaining. Get in contact with us, please go to willow.link slash at Project WWWN. That is W-L-O dot link forward slash at Project WWWN. If you are interested in being a guest on a Building Legends episode, click that Building Legends guest form, answer the questions, and submit, and we will be in contact with you to set up an interview. If you like what we are doing, please follow us on Spotify and Twitter. And most importantly, tell your friends in the call community and let them know that Project WWWN is worth a listen. As we end our show, let us remind everyone of the wisest words in the world given to us by Don Callis, also known as Lord Cyrus of Moldova. Stay safe. And stay over.